A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Steve Francis, Joey Devine, Michael Sweetney, Jerome James, Sean Keen, Andrea Bargnani, Jared Jeffries, special guest. Jason Buford, Ronaldo Volkman, definitely not Rolando Blackman, Patreons, Patrick Disselhorst, thank you Patrick, Chris Burton, thank you Chris, Justin Soa, thank you Justin, musical guest, the King of New York, Kendrick Lamar! And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And I am back with my best friend, my co host, your uncle dad, Sean Keen, for another episode. Sean, how is it going? It's all right. It's not bad. I did. Um, I met another baby, Joey. Wow. You yeah. are constantly meeting babies. You know, it's crazy that this keeps happening. Uh, this is a friend of mine. Um, she already had like a pretty little baby. Mm-hmm. And I like just didn't. Uh, was not aware that she was having an additional baby. And she kept talking about the baby, and I was like, yeah, the baby's like two. And then she was like, you know I have a fresh baby. And then I met that baby yesterday. Pretty good baby. Standing up. Like, like to have its arms held and standing up, and it was three months old. Wow. I was like, this baby is going to be an athlete. <laughs> 
Too um, bad your parents hated soccer because you could have really done some stuff in your youth, I feel like. Sean, I have a question for you. Yeah. We're recording this at 11.01 p.m. on Wednesday, February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, we are 25 hours away from the premiere of Reacher on Oh, Amazon. my gosh. Are you excited? I am. And Are you going to sleep? I mean, I'm excited. Well, you know what it is? Um, okay, so Damon Agnes and I recorded uh, a fairly long podcast to be based on a two-minute trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we independently are both reading other Jack Reacher books. Mm-hmm. Not We did not agree on this or and have just been I've, – I've received two different uh, like screen record audio messages from Damon – with just amazing uh, <laughs> things from an audiobook of Jack Reacher I've never read, uh-huh. uh, describing his body. And I, Joey, I don't know if you're familiar. You've not read a Reacher book, right? No, I listened to the one the movie was based on, I believe. Okay, okay, yeah. So he has a certain style, and they're just describing... It's just this long stretch where he's like, big hands... Massive hands that mm-hmm. could grab corded forearms. 6'2", 220, 230, big calves. Standing attached to large quadriceps. Like, just these, like, staccato sports writer one-sentence paragraphs, mm-hmm. but it's just, like, this meticulous description of Jack Reacher's body. It's But um, it's like uh, the kid stays in the picture, kind of, right? The way, the, how short the sentences are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Big thighs. Turned up cat. You Robert know, just... Evans, that's who I'm talking about. Why couldn't I remember Robert Evans? Robert name? Evans. Uh, I want to read you just... Um, a passage from a book called Tripwire that I'm reading sure, right now. Sure, sure, sure. And this is um, Jack Reacher's uh, meeting a woman and remembering hanging out with this woman. Here's here's the here's the passage. Reacher nodded. He remembered. He remembered the smell of her hair that day in the hot Pacific sun. Clean, young hair. He remembered the feel of her body against his. He remembered the feel of her long, thin arm around his waist. He remembered screaming at himself, Hold on, pal. She's only 15 and she's your CO's daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. That's that upsetting. Was, that's a troubling <laughs> paragraph, but but I would say the most uh, like typical, like most Lee Child part of that mm-hmm. is having a three-word sentence that's just clean, young hair. <laughs> It's kind of amazing because Jack Reacher, like, really is an animal. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, the, the the Bosch books and the Lincoln Lawyer books are about a guy who's like, oh, I like this restaurant. Like, oh, you know, I, I have this work where I solve crime, but I'm like, I really love these certain things about, you know, the place I live in and people. Jack Reacher's just like, there's a scene in this book where he's in a house and he's like, Man, I can't even imagine cutting grass just to see it grow again. <laughs> he's like, I just lived in army bases and cheap motels. I can't imagine anything else. And then there's a point when he's like, this house might be shitty enough that I could stay in it for a while. <laughs> I mean, they're awesome, but it's also very weird to have a character that 
sort of doesn't have an interior life. Mm-hmm. And his well, the he interior has an interior life, radio in his head, though. He has an interior radio. We talked in his about head. this last week. He also <laughs> has an interior alarm that he can. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am very excited about the premiere of Reacher. Yes. All right. Um, Sean, that brings us to our first news story. Yes. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean, are you more excited for Reacher? Or to watch our boy Andrew Wiggins in the All-Star game, baby! The most deserving All-Star starter since AC Green, baby! (laughs) Ow, ow, ow! All right, first off, let's talk about this. Um, yes. I was We're a little record, late on this, but, but yes. yeah, yeah, go we ahead. We just haven't talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was on the record saying, like, I didn't think Andrew Wiggins should be an all-star. But no. the way people reacted when Andrew Wiggins was voted to the all-star game, uh, I'm at my heart a contrarian. I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Uh, made me think, you know what? Andrew Wiggins is actually the most deserving All-Star. I mean, it's 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 also, to me, it's weird because it feels like people who were reacting this way have never seen an All-Star vote in any sport in their lives yes. or a popular vote for anything. <laughs> there were people who are just like, travesty, the Warriors made a coordinated campaign and they conspired with k-pop fans and it was like and it's like but he was also fifth in the player vote yeah and sixth in the media vote how many k-pop well actually i have a question for you sean yeah yeah how many nba players currently playing in the nba right now are k-pop stands i mean i mean it doesn't maybe it seems like like not a lot (laughs) and it's just weird because Yes, he's not a great all-star, but um, you look into it for 30 seconds and you're like, oh, this makes sense. All the other Paul forwards George are hurt. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, Paul, Paul George and Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard are hurt. and Draymond Green. And Draymond Green's hurt. hurt. Yeah, and yeah. Anthony Davis is hurt. Yeah. Like, all those guys have played, like, 30 of the 50 games this year. And also, the Warriors are on TV all the time. That's the thing. Here's That's the what thing. people don't understand is the Warriors mm-hmm. are on national TV literally once a week, most yes. times twice. And, and many even yeah. players just watch the TNT games. Yes, just because you have League Pass yeah, yeah. and you're watching the game very closely, that is not what the players the are doing that's or not the media or media or the fans. that's not what you yeah. that's not what you do if you're a real like, like and every week fucking jeff van gundy has been like having a career year he guards the best guy he's shooting threes at a 38 percent yeah like they're and yes they're just reading the raymond ritter script that he, right. hand, that he handed him but like well the other the this other is thing just is what that all-star games are and i hate it it sucks, but, but also the All-Star game doesn't matter. It's for babies. It's never good. And we're, we should honestly normalize weird All-Star votes. 
Yes. That's my take. Like, what do you, you remember, okay, here's Sean, what, you remember yeah. when the MLB was, like, trying to decide which player should be their mascot for a season, and a bunch of Twitter got together and almost had Eric Sogard? Oh, yeah, 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 for, uh, like, Eric player Sogard, of the... Eric Sogard, a man who looks like, uh, like, um... A Revenge of the Nerds guy. He is a, he is a Poindexter, yeah. 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 Um, also, not that really more. that great at baseball. Or yeah. when Zaza almost made the All-Star game. Or, when they or, first or opened, yeah. what about when Sanjaya advanced every week yeah, to... Yeah. Um, or when People Magazine had an online vote and Hank the Drunk Angry Dwarf was mm-hmm. voted the most beautiful person <laughs> in America. Because... Or when Betty White hosted SNL. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. What do you think what do you think these people think the point of the All-Star game is? Because really they're just trying to the NBA wants fans to, to just engage with it mm-hmm. at any point. Because this is crazy, Joey. It's an exhibition game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything, oh, and it's actually oh, uh, it means uh, it means something to the man who invented the Elam ending. Yes, it, 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 uh, Elliot Elam uh, is very or Jason Elam. It's the kicker from the Broncos who writes Tom Clancy novels about a kicker, right? Um, Joey, okay, so I'm I okay. also before you get to what you're gonna say, yeah, I just yeah, want to okay. go on record saying. Huh. I don't know if I've ever in No, they're usually not I'm like, trying to more think of than a, a normal game. I would rather watch just a regular game. Than- yeah, cuz for the most part, okay, so in the in baseball, they they've decided that the winners should become get get home field advantage in the World Series. Uh, but also they intentionally pick middle relievers. I remember the first year <laughs> the Giants won the World Series, uh it was it was helped Oh, no, I guess not even the – well, yeah, it was helped because, like, a middle reliever for the White Sox had given up a double to the third best catcher in the National League. And because of that, the Giants got to uh, open the World Series at home, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. like, like, and that didn't make any sense. It, what? Did, and it wasn't like you were watching the game and you were like, you know what? These third stringers who are going to be in in the seventh inning, because they're still not playing the game any differently, they're really gunning for that home field advantage. Right. Especially uh, this third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates, (laughs) who was pinch hit in the eighth inning, whose team won't sniff a World Series for another quarter century. Well, here's my question for you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Should, would the NBA All-Star game be better Uh if... Like the MLB All-Star Game, every team just had an All-Star. Um, would that make people less annoyed? I mean, it, it would just, like, people just want to be mad. Like, like the more people watch basketball, the the more unhappy they become with mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah, that is, just, just that is uh, especially if your last name is Van Gundy. Well, so I've, <laughs> I've had to, like, watch the Warriors very diligently this mm-hmm. year because I'm often writing recaps after the games. Yeah. And it has made me enjoy the rest of the league so much more mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> that's kind of good. Evan Mobley, look at that. <laughs> and then I look at Twitter and people are just like, oh, God, what is Nick Nurse doing at the beginning of the second <laughs> quarter? <laughs> oh. 
And I'm just like, I like, like, I almost just want to mute anybody who live blogs a game of any sort. <laughs> so I'm just like, what are you doing to yourself? There's 82 of these. And it's weird because um, I'm not trying to knock the people who do this, but uh, and especially like Kelly our Dwyer, friends, I, yeah. our friend, our friend Kelly Dwyer is a guy who notably would just watch every basketball game and it ruled and he'd write uh, behind the box score. But there are a lot of people who are at a much lower level who feel the need to watch so much basketball. And it's like, no one's making you do that, dude. Like it's. <laughs> Just like treat it like a normal thing. Like I like how our conversations about our conversation about Andrew Wiggins All Star has become get some other things in your life you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, and might I suggest Apex Legends? Roundball yeah. Rock has a club. Just look up Roundball Rock on Apex <laughs> Legends. I mean, the other thing I would say is that. Um, Andrew Wiggins is having a pretty good year. He's been really good. People people think that he's look, he's still a very marginal all-star, mm -hmm. but this is not at all the worst all-star selection right. that has happened now, like, in the NBA. I would, I would it's weird that he's starting, but like personally, I would prefer like he and Desmond Bain have very similar numbers, and uh -huh. I would rather reward Desmond Bain than Andrew Wiggins. But, but that would to be, me, it's like that, the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like that whatever. would be ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. If Desmond Bain was, but 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 at the same time, it's just like sometimes, like they're not they're not going to start two centers in the All Star game. Like mm -hmm. no one, and also uh, I, I apologize, and and I he's a really good player. Nobody likes Rudy Gobert. I'm sorry. <laughs> People on the Utah Jazz don't like Rudy Gobert. Like, oh, why, why did all oh, these these fans weren't watching enough screen assists? It's like, no, people don't really like him. His teammates don't particularly like him, but he they also don't gets have picked to. La picked last when he makes. Yeah, yeah, like like the players don't enjoy him, and the fans don't enjoy him, and that doesn't mean he's any worse at basketball. It's just there's no way to make people like Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert is kind of fundamentally unlikable and also does not like I, he either doesn't care or he is way too thirsty and there's there's no like normal way like people anyway people i would say like that's the definition of being there. french though right either you're pepe <laughs> le pew or you're gerard depardieu right <laughs> there's well, I mean, no that... in between that's why Tony Parker was like, I am going to marry an actress. And he's like, but I'm going to cheat on her all the time. I'm going to build a water slide sex park in my own home. Um, okay, but, but okay. So what I think about the All-Star game is that they're kind of shitty. They're exhibitions mm -hmm. that are in the middle of the season where, for the most part, everybody doesn't want to get hurt. There is this idea. I will say. There's one cool thing that's happened in an All-Star game ever, and it's when the NBA tried really, really hard to get a 43-year-old Michael Jordan a game winner in an All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, that, that rule. And that Sean ruled. Marion deed him up so hard he missed it. He, like, blocked a shot into the crowd. And finally, Kevin – finally, they were in double overtime of the All-Star game, and Kevin, Kevin Garnett was just like, I am going to dunk on every play so we can fucking go home. All right. Anyway, keep going. But yeah, Sorry. Okay. There, there is this constant idea that there was some time in the vague past where everyone really cared about 
the All-Star game. And I think that might have been true at a time when, like, the All-Star winning share was, like, six weeks salary. You know what I mean? Well, I would also say I think it was also true when uh, basketball games were not constantly nationally televised. Yes. Yeah, it was, like, rarer to see these players. Like, oh, I get a chance to, you know, I live in California – I I get the Warriors locally and not even all the games, and I get to see the Lakers a lot. Wow, Alex English. Yeah, I didn't even know what this guy looked like. You know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but basically, All Star games have sort of always had this, and the NBA has worked so hard to solve this non problem. So okay, so we have a fan vote. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, but my 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 pitch would be that the All-Star game is not for people who watch 500 basketball games a year. It is actually for casual fans who maybe watched the dunk contest and then realized, oh, there's a basketball game on mm-hmm. tomorrow night. There's no other sports on. The Super Bowl's over. Uh, let's see what these guys are like. And for that, like if you're trying to appeal to the casual fan in the All-Star game, a lot of things make sense. A fan vote, for example, mm-hmm. for the starters. That's that's five of the guys on each team. Most of those guys are going to be pretty good. Even if they're not, uh, the coaches, the serious coaches, are going to mm-hmm. choose seven more guys. Mm-hmm. There's the chance for maybe like one or two weird fan selections. Mm-hmm. But instead, the NBA is like, we're keeping the fan vote. Mm-hmm. It's worth 50%. Mm-hmm. Then there's a player poll that's 25%. And they and then care less a than media, the fans. Yeah. And then there's a media poll that's 25%. So it's going to still be frustrating, but it's also going to be really, really confusing for a casual fan. And then we've got the game. Well, is the game the East versus the West? No. Are we going to be able to tell who's facing each other? No, there's a schoolyard pick mm-hmm. of... A random selection that of guys. Two weeks before. That happens two weeks before <laughs> on, on a basic cable. Different night on basic. Cable. On a different <laughs> night, and and like before all the games start, you wouldn't even accidentally see it. You have to seek it out. And then, are they going to be wearing like the uniforms of their teams so you can identify them? No, they're going to be wearing a weird all-star game only thing. Mm-hmm. And where are their names going to be? Uh, like on their shoulders, like at a normal game when you could read someone's name and know who they are. No, they're going to be in the middle of the back and they're going to be really small. <laughs> so if you're watching in the second quarter and you're not like a diehard fan, mm-hmm. how are you going to just be like, oh, that's that's obviously DeJounte Murray on Team LeBron. <laughs> like, like, what is happening? And then And then even in the game, they're like, well, it's not competitive enough. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to play a basketball game. It's not really going to be a basketball game, though, because we're going to score it by quarters. Mm -hmm. And you know what the winner gets? Well, the winner doesn't really get anything as much as one group of children in the stands (laughs) is going to be competing against another group of children in the stands. And if Luka Doncic misses a shot. Yeah, for (laughs) medical bills. And if Luka Doncic doesn't make a three for Team Durant or LeBron, whichever one he ends on, one of those groups of children doesn't get a recreation center or like medicine. (laughs) Like they make it 
so that like one charity wins, but really it's that one charity loses. The NBA <laughs> could give that money to both of them. They just decide to deprive some of the charity because again, of a schoolyard pick and like, uh, I guess Monty Williams is rotations for team LeBron and or Durant. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, so it matters who wins every quarter? No, not at the end, because then there's also an overall score, and they play to a certain point total that never happens in another basketball game the entire season. Or any sport you've yes. ever watched before. Yeah, never, never. Any game. No game does that. <laughs> well, I imagine like, I guess, there I is some 21. Weird I guess the game yeah, yeah, 21. A card game, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Black I, I guess, like, yeah, like a cribbage. <laughs> So it's like that. So darts. There's that darts game where you like start at 500, right? Yeah. And you count down. <laughs> so say you watched a couple of Thursday night games and like the ABC games on Saturday night. And then you watch the all-star game and you're like, what the fuck is happening? The intro takes 40 minutes. There's a breakdance group. Uh, Sting plays. Sting plays. Um <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a there's charity going on, and they're like kind of playing hard, but they're kind of not like. And for some reason, everyone's like, "Yeah, that's right." Kyle Lowry took two charges in the final two minutes. That was way better than people throwing half court bounce passes for alley oops. <laughs> and I mean, the Rising Stars game is so much more insane, Joey. I don't even. I am mad about the Rising Stars game because. It's now like a weird ba because a the Rising Stars game is actually fun. My it's fun. It sucks. Like as a basketball game, it sucks. But it's but like you get always, to watch all the guys. Yes. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah. You're watching the guys. Yeah, that is All Star Weekend. Watch the guys. And so normally, guys who would be on the Rising Stars teams that like fans would want to see, um, Jonathan Kaminga. Yes are not on the team now so we can watch G League Ignite players get their asses kicked by NBA players. But also, it's insane. Okay, because they already had it really weird. It okay, was already so, bad. It, so it like used last to be, year, Michael Mulder made it for no yes. reason. Well, and and well, because it was the U.S. versus the world, where the where the NBA was like, no one's into this game unless it's really xenophobic. And then and then they drafted the rosters, and they're like. Oh yeah, like half this team is just gonna be Canadians. Yeah. And there's no one who's like, oh, those Canadian foreigners. Like, <laughs> like it's always a surprise when you find out someone's Canadian in the NBA. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh wow. Uh, like RJ Barrett? Really? Um, <laughs> and so they've tried these different formats. Like rookies versus sophomores was perfectly fine. You can have rookies I like and rookies sophomores. Versus sophomores. That's fine. Or yeah. you could have half rookies and half sophomores, East versus West. That would also be mm -hmm. fine with me. Yep. What I think is really weird is having 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, four G League Ignite players, <laughs> and then they're separated into to four random teams of seven <laughs> to play a round robin. Like, like again, <laughs> say you're like 
hey, I heard Jonathan Kaminga is an exciting rookie. I'm going to watch this rookie game. And you're like, well, he's not there. But a couple of defensive specialists, and some also, of whom are 23 years old and a 17-year-old. And, and five guys who might make the NBA. But you, you kind of don't really know. They don't really play that many games. And they're playing a weird round robin. Can you understand the rules? No, you're not going to be able to understand the rules. They're probably also going to be wearing special Nike G League Rising Stars Games jerseys. So, like, good fucking luck. Unless you've been, like, studying the rivals' rankings. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been following that guy since he's 15. He's 17 now, but he's on the Ignite team. And uh, he should play two minutes for, um, you know, Team Kia or however. And I don't even know how you're going to. All the teams. Like, how are you supposed to keep track of anything that's happening? But don't worry, Sean. Don't worry. The dunk contest has Juan Toscano Anderson. The Juan Toscano Anderson. The dunk contest, the one thing that, like, sometimes the dunk contest is good. Sometimes the dunk contest is bad. But let me tell you how you do the dunk contest, Joey. Everybody gets two dunks in the first round. Mm Mm-hmm. The two best guys go to the finals. Yeah. Uh-huh. They do two more dunks. Uh-huh. That's the contest. That's all you have to do. Don't do it at halftime. Don't put a time limit on it. Don't put a wheel out there. Like, it's a dunk contest. You can't mess it up, except they keep messing it up. And so this is the All-Star game. We have a we have a like a we have a more complicated ballot for all-star starters than the electoral college. You can't tell what anyone's wearing. The score doesn't make any sense. The game takes four hours somehow, even though it doesn't count. And then even the rookie software stuff, like like the most well-run part of All-Star Weekend somehow is the celebrity game. No, no. Because at least then no. you're like, okay, Team Common. I can get behind no, no. Team Sean, Common. That's not the most well-run because that is also confusing <laughs> Because it's like, okay, what... Oh, yep. Okay, go ahead. It's like, okay, well, who's... Okay, but, like, it's Team Common, but he's, like, not the coach, and there's weird coaches, and sometimes a celebrity will switch teams at halftime as a joke. This is mostly a Kevin Hart problem, but I agree. The thing I would have... The only thing that doesn't... That doesn't... Isn't broken at the All-Star... At All-Star Weekend is the one thing that only I like and no one else likes, and that's why it's not broken, and it's the skills challenge. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, the skills challenge is terrible now. It, the skills challenge used to be okay, but now it is a half-court shot contest, which was the problem with shooting stars. Like, they keep making these things where they're like, okay, it's going to test this thing, it's going to test this thing, and then it comes down to who hits a half-court shot faster. And you're like, what? That's, like, you're, you're like, Flipping coins at that point. Remember when? Remember when Bill Simmons spent like the first? Oh wait, hold on. Uh, oh yeah, you did mention his name, Joey. I'm, I'm, I know. I mentioned his name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe we should ban the DH long putters, extra points, the NIT, and pickoff throws. You really want to know what I believe? I believe in the four point line. I believe soup is the perfect food. Um.
when Bill Simmons spent like the first ten years of his career demanding they play horse at the All Star game, yes. and then horse was the most boring shit in the yeah, world. Yeah, people people watched. It people was were just, like, oh, it was just I Kevin rem- Durant hitting eighteen footers while uh, against Rajon Rondo, who yeah, could who, not. <laughs> Rajon Rondo actually made a lot of threes in that, but Kevin Durant was like, I don't care. I'm just gonna keep. Kevin Durant literally just kept taking... No, it wasn't even threes! Kevin Durant kept shooting elbow jumpers that eventually won. Oh, Um, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, Baron Davis was in it, and he tried a trick shot and Uh did not... Could not make it. You know? It was (laughs) terrible. Yeah, Yeah, no, it didn't. It was, like... Like, somehow the big three understands these fundamentals better than the NBA, where they're like, yeah, there's a four-point shot. Yeah. Yeah, you get fouled, you, uh... You just shoot once, yeah, and you get the value of the point either way. It's it's two or what nothing. What is the weird thing the foul. big three has where it's like a instead of the like fire, a, the fire challenge? Yeah, what's the fire challenge? Explain you can, it. A okay, bit. so instead of a video review on a foul call, uh-huh. they just go one on one. Yeah, yeah it's like so much rough. faster too. <laughs> and they play to a number too, but the numbers like. A normal number in the NBA All Star game. It even then, if it was like first team to one twenty, that would be something. But the NBA, like again, they just gotta outsmart themselves. They're like, okay, you take the third quarter score, you multiply it by the mean of the charitable donation, and it's like this weird thing where you're like, yeah, first team to one hundred and forty-seven. Sean, you know what all this is, right? <laughs> what is it? This is all means testing, dude. Yeah, this, this is, is the most. Oh, ne- this is, this is why the NBA shit. is yeah. the most neo-lib fucking place on earth. Oh, like just, this is yeah. what would happen if the Democrats won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. If they had more power, it would still be like. Sorry, so not we the Democrats just... because they don't like to win. The neo-libs won. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is like this is uh, this is like Kamala Harris's America yeah, here, yeah. where you're like. All right, we heard what you're saying. You said you wanted more money because everybody couldn't go to work. Here's what it is. You fill out these forms and there's a lottery. Five people get all their rent paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just these bizarre things where you're like, no, just give everybody $1,000. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but that wouldn't be enough administration to it. Okay, <laughs> so... The guy who's drafting All-Stars first, he has to pick the reserve second. And then they're kind of trash-talking each other, but it's uh, really fake because they – because LeBron has, like, a team of writers actually arranging his draft jokes. Oh, and it's LeBron every time drafting. A guy mm. <laughs> whose charisma drops every time he's on television now. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, again – not taken away from him as a player. He has scored a lot of points, but like we have just seen it all and his public shtick is so false. Well, and it's what's funny is unlike say, you know, I never want to give props to Kobe, right? Because I don't like Kobe, but remember where when Kobe, when he got old, it became like, there was like more theatricality to his phoniness, but also in a regular interview, he would act like a normal person more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would just like, like in the intro, somehow he had this insane underbite, like right. as if his lower jaw had moved. And like he he was always in a helicopter in commercials. And he'd talk to him after a game and he was like, 
Yeah, yeah he was like was, honest was for the first the time in like, his I'm life. I'm comfortable with <laughs> myself. He'd be like, yeah, that guy's really good at basketball. Something and he LeBron, never would have said. LeBron has gone the opposite way where yes. I feel like he used to be a really genuine yeah. persona. And now it's like the most phony shit in the his world. His social media is always like, great going, young blood. Great watching <laughs> you, Rafael Nadal at the Australian Open. And you're like, that match started at 3 a.m. A couple of years ago, you slept through a party that started at 6 p.m. for your own company. Like, it's just, I don't know who he's playing to exactly. Because people who well, are like LeBron stands, they are sold. They have been sold for a really long time. We, Laker I, fans, they're sold. I would sold. argue I used to be a LeBron stan, and I'm like out on it now. But like... Young LeBron when he was like funny, I loved yeah. LeBron. No, now Heat it's Heat LeBron now it's, when he was like kind of like an asshole. I like, even liked Heat LeBron. Yeah, and I mean, I don't crying LeBron after beating my team in the finals. Uh -huh. I even liked that guy. Yeah. But since that moment, everything else has fucking sucked. That was the end of real LeBron. <laughs> he like cried out his soul and is now just a husk of like brand and capitalism yeah like synergy and like it just it just He's feels like so a hollow corporation was an it was a robot uh-huh i mean he kind of is a corporation and he kind of is. is a robot well but yeah. you know who else is a corporation and a ro robot now his son oh that's true that's <laughs> yes. do you want to go over this story sean i would love to go over this story so we got we got some patents okay Joey. well first off i want to make it clear I was making fun of this to friend of the show, Katie Heindel, earlier today. And she was like, I'm not, I don't really like this because you're making fun of a kid. And I'm like, this kid did not know that this happened. You are making fun of Rich Paul and his dad. <laughs> right? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like, this is not something a 17-year-old is doing on his own. And, and again, he's got, he's like, he has another year of high school after this one. Mm -hmm. Nothing is happening yet. But... Uh, this was, it's just weird that they've, they've kind of commodified him. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Bronny so what, James, LeBron James, James, his oldest son, uh, -huh. the uh, one who's LeBron not James to go to Jr. Computer camp. He's, he's <laughs> 17 and a half years old. That's right. You've seen him. Uh, now this was broken by, I believe the, the, the boardroom account. Uh-huh. Kevin it's actually Ace's account. It's actually just boardroom now. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Sean Kleiman Parker told them to drop himself. the the. <laughs> right? Sean <Yeah>. Parker. <laughs> Rich Kleiman and or Kevin Durant uh -huh. got this scoop themselves. <laughs> and uh, breaking, all caps, breaking news, because this was hot off the wire. <laughs> Bronny James has filed trademark applications for BJ Jr., Bronny, <laughs> And Bronald and plans to enter the worlds of NFTs, video games, and apparel. Wow, what a debutante he is. <laughs> He's planning to enter the world of video games finally. <laughs> Thank God. I cannot wait. Joey, as someone who... I cannot wait to play Dr. Bronald. <laughs> Dr. Bronald. Oh my God. The mobile, puzzing, the mobile puzzle game. It's a match three game <laughs> for your cell phone where you also have to, like, 
buy keys uh-huh. while playing match three to redecorate uh, Bronald's house. Uh huh. And then Doctor Bronald occasionally just has conversations with like Flo from Progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y- you can't skip it. It's nine minutes long. And every thirty seconds, you have to watch an ad. And that ad is for like a weird, like, uh, <laughs> like a weird game developed by like, uh, like a third in a third world country about like yeah. getting chased by doctors trying to vaccinate you. Right, and then the, and like somehow you have to like open a pipe. And sometimes the ad washes away the bad doctors, but and then, sometimes but yeah, but you catch you, on fire. Then you look at the game, and it's nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. But then you download the game, and it's that's not even that. It's also just a match three game yeah. where you redecorate a house, um, and it's called Zaire Williams Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, Zaire Wade Jr. Fuck, Zyre I screwed Wade up my Jr. joke. Well, Zaire Williams is still would be a funny one too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, can we just talk about these names for a second? Okay, Brawny. Bronald, look, I'm gonna say right away, I actually like Bronald. It's very funny sounding. It's so weird. But it, and it's weird, but that's why I like it. I, it's so weird I like it. it to uh-huh. me, it means that, like, people actually do call him Bronald. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, you don't right. trademark that unless... Your funny friend started calling you Bronald, and now that's what your teammates call you, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the one that really bugs me here is BJ Junior. What BJ Junior? Mm-hmm. So Braun James Junior. Bronny they, James. They Jr.? do call his dad Braun, but uh-huh. you think it would be Braun Junior then? Right. BJ Jr. No one calls LeBron James BJ. Uh, BJ. The LE is the most fundamental part of his name. It is not the Braun. It is the La. I've heard people call him LBJ, so he could be LBJ uh-huh. Jr. Uh, yeah, but okay, but if he's LBJ Jr., it sounds like he's the master of the Senate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and. And it sounds like he's going to assassinate his dad to be the like, king of the NBA. <laughs> yeah. But it's also always it's always funny when someone has like like my my nephew's initials are uh start with JFK, mm-hmm. which I kind of lobbied for and didn't tell anyone that was the reason, but mm-hmm. I think they liked it anyway. It's funny it's funny to have a baby named JFK. It'd be funny if he was like really going by LBJ. Mm-hmm. But BJ Jr is like it's so weird. It feels emasculating. It feels like like kind of making him. Who is the coolest him... BJ ever? Um, like the guy isn't there the a restaurant? BJ Honeycut from Max Mash? <laughs> right? Is is it is it? But it's got to be the the pizza restaurant. The guy who started the pizza restaurant, right? With the famous world famous Pizuki. I don't even know that. <laughs> BJ's Brew House and Pizza? Oh, God. I, that place isn't good, is it? <laughs> no, of course not. But they have a Pazuki, the world-famous Pazuki. I don't know what a Pazuki is. It's a cookie with ice cream on top. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a BJ on Barney. Mm-hmm. There's a BJ on the Righteous Gemstones. I'll tell you who's not cool. BJ Novak. No. I'll tell you who else isn't cool. B. 
BJ Armstrong. Just Ooh. ask Demontis Sabonis. Or, yeah, that was not that Demontis was a, Sabonis. Uh, Demontis Sabonis. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boy, he, who uh, turned down a long term contract in favor of getting released. <laughs> that's that's the worst. Like, <laughs> you can tell people have short memories in the NBA because people are like Dennis Schroeder's agent. He really screwed up. Dennis Schroeder at least walked away with like a one-year, six million dollar right. deal. Like Modi Yunus was literally released just mm-hmm. because Houston was like, "We don't want to deal with you or your agent anymore." And he was like, "What?" And then, yep, career's right, over, I'm, dude. I'm looking at um, the Wikipedia page for just BJ. Oh, oh, great. Okay, it stands for blowjob. No. Um, <laughs> oh God. All right, in arts and entertainment. Uh, okay, I'm seeing BJ Novak. B.J. Porter, don't know who that is. B.J. Ward, don't know who that is. B.J. Whitmer, who's a professional wrestler, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong is on here. Um, I don't think he counts. He's not a B.J. <laughs> um, is there... Well, I'm, I think I'm looking at maybe the wrong page. Uh, the initials BJ as a given name or nickname may refer to. Oh, I need to click that's on that. That's what I'm sorry, looking sorry. at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that section of the general BJ place uh, only listed that and then Boris Johnson and Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man, BJ, BJ imagine... Porter is like a, <laughs> is like a Mr. Show dude. Billy Joel Jr.? Um. <laughs> oh, BJ Porter is Scott Ackerman's partner. Yeah, Joey. no, I know. I know. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Is, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just trying to. That was correct. That, that was correct. That was correct. That's boring for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just couldn't remember who he was, and I was like, "No, Joey, it's him." Uh, BJ Surhup. See, BJ Upton changed his name to Melvin Upton Jr. and got better, right? Yeah, oh, more respectable at yeah. least. <laughs> Definitely made more money. Anyway, there's never been a cool BJ. I guess nope, that's there's why. None. He... There's none. <laughs> And I apologize to BJ Birdie, the mascot of the Toronto Blue Jays, but like I'll be honest, I forgot they even had a mascot. So how good can he be? Okay, I have found one cool BJ. Okay, <clears throat> it's BJ Blaskowitz, who is the name of the hero in Wolfenstein. Oh yeah, oh, he, he killed a lot. He killed all those Nazis. He killed a lot of Nazis. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. into that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um... Hey, All right, you, pretty know what, good. you know what else we're into, Sean? What's that? Rich Paul getting yelled at by Adele. Oh, God. That, that's, I mean, look, I intentionally didn't learn anything more about that story, Joey. Me either. Because it was so beautiful uh, how it was. Let me find the uh, tweet. Uh, hold it was on, give from me. Black, uh, Black Sports on BSO Online. Yes, yes, our, our man, Rupert Littell. Uh, no, we're, he's not our man. He he's not been our canceled. man. I'm we sorry. do not like him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I got to say the the uh, the female reporter for Black Sports Online that I met and hung out with, Jeff Perlman, at the Big Three's second draft when um, Terrence Williams had a meltdown mm-hmm. <laughs> after 300-pound Bonzi Wells was drafted ahead of him. She was cool. Okay, <laughs> so, right, here's, so here's the headline, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adele won't leave Rich Paul's mansion until he promises not to break up with her. Semicolon. Vegas residency put on hold because of it. 
Oh, see, I saw a different headline also <laughs> from Black Sports Online, Joey. This was details on Adele not being able to get through her Vegas residency rehearsals because she was too busy crying and shouting at her boyfriend, Rich Paul. I'm sorry, that's the greatest headline I've ever read. <laughs> Which I've got to say, Sean. She was too busy crying and shouting. They were like, Adele, we have to rehearse. And she's like, not now! What are you doing? Okay. Which I've got to tell you, the real reason I bring it up is because it's crazy that in Rich Paul's personal life, he's now having, this is like a parallel to his his business life. Yeah. He is Daryl Morey here, or the Vegas residency is the Sixers. <laughs> no, no, he's making another client of his sit out. And they're like, okay, they're so like, in Caesar's his personal gonna... life, he's also Rich Paul. She is Ben Simmons, and Caesars uh-huh. is Daryl Morey. Caesars is Daryl Morey. Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay, got it. And and except he's also like Joel and Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers in his personal life uh-huh. okay. because Adele's like really disappointed in him and wants to yell at him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I just don't think it's a great week for clutch sports, Joey. Mm. So they well, they got the BJ trademark. They so. trademarked BJ Jr. <laughs> uh, they blew, you know, a, this is probably an eight-figure residency mm-hmm. yeah. for Adele in Vegas. I mean, hold on. To be, let's be fair to Adele here. I don't think Adele is repped by Clutch Sports. But, I, but I'm saying it's... <laughs> Look, Rich Paul seems to have blown this whole thing up. I'm just saying, I think CAA is going to swoop in here and make sure she does that residency. Oh, well, yes. I'm just saying, I'm just saying he's clutch, you know? And then um, there was a, look, Ramona Shelburne did, she put her nose to the grindstone. She, she pounded that pavement. She definitely interviewed a lot of sources that weren't handed to her by Clutch Sports <laughs> or Genie Bus. And she came out with this, like, what's going on with Ben Simmons article, mm-hmm. which just was like, I mean, look, Ramona Schulberg just is not really so much a reporter as much as a recorder. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, look, she's she might block me if she hears this, and you know, and I'm willing to take that take that risk. I don't she think was, she's she did, hear it. She's she did too seem busy like at Ronda's, Ronda Rousey's house. Yeah, she did seem uh, like a wonderful uh, softball player in college. Um, she seems uh, like a very nice lady, in fact. Yeah, say. because why would she ever have to not be? Yeah, <laughs> like her her whole thing is to not ever make an enemy. <laughs> Unless like, that person is Lakers Paladin, who I'm Lakers pretty Paladin. sure she's blocked. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's probably blocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this there's a story that's and it actually says the specter of the Ben Simmons saga mm-hmm. haunts Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. So like like the prospect of communism mm-hmm. in the 19th century, mm-hmm. the specter of Ben Simmons is uh haunting them and uh by all accounts he's in great physical shape but according to sources close to simmons who could that be who could that source be uh, 
According to sources close to Simmons, who are being yelled at by Adele at Caesar's Palace, <laughs> he continues to tell the team and those who represent him that he is not mentally ready to get back on the court again. Not now, and not ever in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, so he, I mean, look, I get that he doesn't feel like he's... Uh, he 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 is ready, and probably he wouldn't be. I'm sure he's bummed out. But the weird thing is that this is like this is clearly an article spoon fed by his management, mm-hmm. and he doesn't come off very well in it. Well, one of the things he's mad at is uh, they didn't make a surprise visit to him. Yes, yes, that um. that he said he they knew he was at this this. They knew where he was working out in L.A. He was at a very prominent gym, and they could have gone to see him. Mm-hmm. And and he said that Doc Rivers called him and texted him, and he ignored those calls and texts. But he still wanted Doc to show up where he was working out. And that is not a reasonable thing to want mm-hmm. when you aren't answering someone's phone calls. And in fact... Many people would take that as actually sort of disrespectful, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like if if you were ignoring someone's calls and then they showed up at your workplace, <laughs> would you be like, oh, thank God, this is what I wanted the whole time. But also there was a Clutch Sports story many months ago about Sixers players getting ready to get on a private plane and Ben Simmons telling them not to. Sure. Anyway, it's, I don't, I'm not blaming Ben Simmons for this. This is, because I don't think Ben Simmons cares about this story being out. This is his management having this story being out. Ben Simmons is probably not having a great time. (laughs) Do you think they put out this story to hide the fact that Adele was yelling at him? (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what it was when they were like, oh God. And they're like, we don't have any information that's flattering to Ben Simmons. And they're like, we'll call Ramona. She'll write a pretty long article about it. And it's like, what is it going to be about? Well, you know, he's working out. Uh, how he's about like, listening to the Donald Sterling tapes in his car? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, never forget, Ramona Shelburne recorded an entire podcast where uh-huh. she made racist Shelly Sterling into like a feminist icon. Uh huh. Um, terrible. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, there's there's like seven paragraphs in this article about how Ben Simmons wants to be alone. He wants no attention, no cell phone cameras and crowds. And then this article has uh like five paragraphs about how there was a picture of him playing basketball with Dion Waiters that went on an Instagram story, and that like ruined him. And it's like, well, why is this article anyway? Um, clutch sports, man. Uh, you know what? You know what Adele was the most mad at, though, Joey. What? She was gonna be able to do a residency with the Dallas Mavericks for seventy million dollars over four <laughs> years. Rich Paul told her to turn it down. All right. Uh, speaking of Nerlens Noel, we have to talk uh-huh. to our guest. We have a very special guest. Oh today. yeah. Uh, it's our friend. Uh, you might follow him on Twitter at Jason Buford. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he's a writer. A, he's, he's a very good Twitter follower. follow. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, he's a Knicks fan who recently released a mixtape. Not a mixtape. <laughs> a a, just a, a song. Diss a diss track. Yeah. Uh, about how much he hates Tom Thibodeau. 
Uh, we talked to him about how that happened, how he went from being, loving Tibbs to hating Tibbs. Uh, and here's that conversation with Jason. Uh, we're here with Jason Buford, writer. Uh, he, you might have read him in Rolling Stone, maybe Jake, GQ, maybe Pitchfork, uh, maybe Stereo Gum. Uh, but most importantly, you've seen him on Twitter, at Jason Buford, talking about both I love, the Knicks. I love how that's most importantly. I love how the Twitter's most importantly. Talking about the Knicks, talking about hip-hop, talking about white women. Uh, would you say that's your, if you, those are your three biggest trending topics, Jason? I, you know, I would say, I would, I would, put, I would, you know, I would, let me admit that. I would put the movies ahead of the white women. It's true. Yeah, I yeah. think that's true. Yes. Yes. I put the movies and, and you know, let's, you know, I, women in general, but yes, obviously, obviously, you know, we love a white woman clearly, but like, you know, I, I don't want to let myself in with those fucking losers who only, you know, who are, who are only out here talking about the milk. No, we talk about. I definitely do talk about the book. We also talk about other things as well. Um, so I would say that is like my five. You know, you got hip hop, mm-hmm. we got Knicks, we got movies, we got you know all of the above. But then we definitely do have the women. Yeah, Sean, what do you think your five is? Oh, uh, HBO women or HBO no, white women? No, no, your oh, sorry. five. Your five like Twitter. Oh my trending topics. I'm like sorry. The five Jesus things Christ. you tweet about the most. The five things Glad I tweet about the most. Glad to know you're listening. Glad to know you're listening. No, no, no. I under, I understand what you were saying. I just I I got confused looking at the rundown. Um, I think I tweet about my okay. So the the thing that's the most unique that I tweet about is uh my father's long-standing garbage can race. Uh, with the neighbor across the street, which has unfortunately effectively ended uh, because the neighbor got sick. And now my dad takes out both sets of trash cans, although he takes out his trash cans first. But um, so even. so you're telling me when there was one set of footprints outside of uh, your dad's neighbor's house, it was when he carried him. He carried um, he yeah. carried him for 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 Ed, uh, the, the rival in the garbage can race uh, basketball. For sure. Um, I would say like a lot of things that my parents say now that I'm now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm feeling bad about yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're, you, uh, you do tweet a lot of shit your dad says. I did. It is. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he does not enjoy that, but he's also not really on social media, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I guess probably it would be like baseball, football, basketball, garbage cans, shit my dad says. Mm-hmm. Right. I think mine is buying a zoo, Detective Harry Bosch, <laughs> um, <laughs> Beach Boy Mike Love. That's three, right? Uh-huh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, basketball and uh, the the uh, the 2000s English quote unquote hip hop band the streets. You do, I think tw- that you, is yeah, like- that is a lot. I think I, I think I also tweet about State Farm commercials, an unusual amount. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Jason, we have you on here because uh, mainly because last year uh, around this time you were uh, a big Tibbs defender. Uh, you were loving Tom Thibodeau as a Knicks fan. And now, just last week, you released a diss track about Tom Thibodeau. Uh-huh. Um, let's play just a little bit of that right now, and we'll play the full thing at the end. But I used to say that I was happy that Tibbs got no bitches. 
because he's focused on the Knicks. That's good. I do two pieces a week. I could do four if I wasn't always trying to get after it. I'm not focused. It's crazy. How Tim's supposed to be nice with no bitches? You're supposed to be focused. If this is how you coach with no bitches. I- Jason, you are muted. My yeah. shit went out. My fault, yeah. bro. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so, Jason, how did you go from being New York's preeminent Tibbs fan to releasing a Tibbs diss track? Okay. In let me let me, let me stop you right there. Let me stop right there. <laughs> I was never I was never in I was never into Tibbs all like that. Here's what I said about Tibbs when we hired him. One, I thought that he was the best coach on the market because mm-hmm. people were saying like, "Oh, we should have hired Atkinson. We should have hired this guy and that guy." It's like we just got off of David Fisdale, bro. Like that nigga was the worst coach. You feel me? It's just like you let's let's like like respectfully to Fizz. I don't want to pile on Fizz like that, but he was really trash as a coach. And so it's just like at least we have a guy who's like competent on his job, even if he's flawed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, so yeah. like I always knew that Tibbs was a flawed coach. Don't get me wrong. I mean, anybody who like I mean, he almost killed Luau Dang when he was the Bulls coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, liter- literally getting spinal taps and still. Ta- still playing like I'm 43 minutes get out there, in a Luau. playoff game. Get out there. Yeah, yeah. This is why you're in the hospital. Get out there. <laughs> yeah. This is absolute, absolute sicko behavior. And uh-huh. so, like, I, like, obviously, I knew that, like, Tibbs was a flawed coach. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and then the thing with the Wolves, I kind of chalked up to Carl Anthony Towns kind of being a little bit of a baby and Jimmy Butler just going, like, haywire. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, but like still i knew that there was like issues going on right and i felt like i felt like okay this could either go a few ways um i i i always knew that chips had an expiration date which is like he always has an expiration date coaches like that always like eventually you know you tire out of them but i thought that at least he'd bring some professionalism and some worth ethic and some structure to the team mm-hmm. so i was right about that last year they were a solid team. Randall was excellent. Um, guys like Reggie Bullock had career years. Um, Alec RJ, Burks. yeah, I mean Burks this year. Is, I, I'm done with Burks, but <laughs> Burks was. <laughs> I, I I can't with Burks anymore. But Burks was good last year, and then uh, we we had some rookies quickly um, that I that I you know I I, I thought um, had played really had I thought played real real well and had some. Um, they have some talent and they have, I, I felt like there was some potential there, mm-hmm. but Alfred Payton still started like 82 games last year. I don't know how many, <laughs> it been like 75 to like 82 games. And uh-huh. that was the most ridiculous shit like ever. Like it, was, it didn't make any sense. Like and none of the, none of the reasons Tim's made for it made any sense. Like he's all about structure, but like there's a level of like, if you have structure, but you keep putting the wrong dudes out there. Structure doesn't mean shit if it's the wrong motherfuckers playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like it, it's just like he had had um uh he had had Elf out there during the regular season and it just wasn't working out. It wasn't working out at all. Yeah. Like Elf was trash. I mean they were out they were getting outscored when Elf was on was on the floor, and then they had traded for Rose midseason. Rose was excellent. He was really was really good last year. Um and then so they had Rose, Burks, and quickly kind of at like the guard positions like rotating. Um, and it was working out. Yeah, it's like, they, you know, 
It was good. It was it was good. I mean, yeah, you guys made the playoffs. Yeah, Bing bong. Fourth in the East. Bing bong. Yeah, fuck your easy. life. But what's happened? <laughs> number four defense. <laughs> right. Number four defense. Right. 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 I mean, um, uh, Mitchell Robinson had was hurt uh, midway point of the year, and then we had Noel out there starting. But like, it was still like a fun team. The Knicks were back. It was it was it was good to watch. It was it was good to watch. I mean, this year it's been a mess. Yeah, what happened? That's I kind of wanted. That's what I want to have you on to talk about. Like, what because what has yeah, really happened? Is because we're not right. we don't watch the Knicks every night. But but, but how okay. did it go from Bing Bong fuck your life to <laughs> we need Tibbs the fuck out of here? Well, it's it's weird because it feels like they improved the team with their offseason moves. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't really lose anybody. They added, and Quentin added Grimes and he's rocks. I, they, I like Grimes. We'll get to Grimes later. Yeah. But, but they added oh. they added Kemba Walker. They added Fournier. Listen, uh, man. Listen, man. God bless. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. May Allah bless Kemba Walker to death, bro. Will like Kemba <laughs> is a New York legend, Bronx legend. I went to high school in the Bronx. Like uh-huh. I mean, we used to always talk about Kemba. Like Kemba is that guy. But like my man is washed, bro. Yeah, he 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 does Yo, not have a knee. Like, he can't. He has one knee now. Oh my god, he's washed, bro. He can't get past anybody. He can't get to the rack, bro. Like he can't really get past anybody. It it, it, it is what it is, you know. Like he plays the pick and roll, and he's barely a threat. Like he can spot up and shoot still off of a pick and off of a pick, and he can, you know, uh, he can have one really good game out of like fifteen, but like he just can't jam on that knee anymore. You know, it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Him was done. So that move and, and that move was always a um uh maybe there's a it, it, it's a high risk, high reward thing that, that you know yeah, because he's getting like he's getting like the mid-level or something. Yeah, like he's that. getting like yeah. the mid-level. It's not you know, we're not we're not giving him that much money, but it was always just like uh, hopefully this works. Like you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Fournier, I think, is the one thing where it's like, damn, we kind of thought we had a solid player, and it looks like he's a little bit overrated like uh, you know like he's not as good as we kind of thought i mm-hmm. assume that getting him meant that we didn't need bullock which i still don't think we need bullock but a revision bullock is not the reason why the knicks aren't winning for anybody mm-hmm. out there who thinks maybe that might be the reason uh-huh. the reason the original bullock ain't nice like that but like <laughs> but but fournier as a player may not be the right player for this team he's kind of a chucker um, he's kind of a guy who, who in order to get his 17 points a game, he needs to really be shooting a lot. That's why he worked in Orlando because he was really one of the few options they had. Yeah. Um, here, it's not really, it's not really like that. He's not really a guy. I thought he was going to be similar to JJ Redick. He's not really like JJ Redick at all. He's not really quite the shooter. He's not the off-ball player. Um, he's not really the smarter. You know, he has the smarts that Redick has. Um, and defensively, was- defensively, he's been awful. Yeah, bro. Like honestly, like it, it. It's Bullock has nothing to do with it, but like Fournier just. I mean, there's time if he's not shooting well, he doesn't. He doesn't do shells. Yeah. Uh, well, he does. Uh, bald. He is bald, right? <laughs> that is yeah. one thing he does out there is be yeah, be a yeah, bald yeah. I mean, white man. <laughs> yeah. Just be, just, you know, French guy with tattoos. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like. Yeah. Uh, He's like, what if Marco Bellinelli was French out there? Well, um, like low key whacker, because like Bellinelli, yeah, yeah. Like, Bellinelli, low key is like Bellinelli will hit Bellinelli. Like when he was on the Spurs, like he get a bucket. Like he really. Oh, trust me, I watched him 
when he was with the Warriors, score 47 points in, or maybe it was 43, 43 points in a summer league game. Oh, I know all oh, about no, Bellinelli. Bellinelli is like kind of <laughs> nice, low, <laughs> like low key, like not nice, but it's kind of nice. Whereas yeah. like Fournier, like Fournier is like not nice at all. You know what I mean? Like it's like Fournier looks nice, but it's low key not nice. Yeah. Where Bellinelli is not nice, but it's low key kind of nice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So other than Tibbs, Jason. Yeah. What other Knicks are you just like done with? Burks, like it's not Burks's fault because Tibbs is playing him way too many minutes. Mm-hmm. But just Burks and Fournier, I guess. Burks, Fournier, Noel uh, is. I mean, Noel on offense is fucking clueless. He like, is he eating hot dogs at halftime again, like he was in Dallas. No, that shit was way beat up. See, if he did that, I, he, if he did that, I had to respect it. Like if he did that, I respect that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, if he did that, I respect it. But on offense, he's fucking terrible. Like he's just like he's. Yeah, on offense, he's just awful. Um, who else? Who else am I? We'll get to Randall. Randall's like. Randall feels like a whole separate conversation, right? Yeah. Randall's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like separate... Randall is a guy who is good, but is he's probably not best player on your team. Good, right? Yeah. His, his yeah. head is not in, in it this year for whatever reason. He is like emotional. He's like not doing any of the huddles. He's like now hoping his teammates up. Yeah, he's he's yeah, Randall's 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 a whole separate thing. Okay, so back to Tibbs. Um who would you so you want Tibbs gone like right now, right? Yeah, I thought that Tibbs' expiration date would be a few years from now, but I personally think it's right fucking now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's right now. So who would you like to see replace Tibbs? John McEnroe? Larry David, <laughs> Ben Stiller, Spike Lee. Spike is a good. Spike's a good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spike should me and Spike. Spike should actually work. would not be terrible. Spike wouldn't be terrible. It's. I just should be. It. I just should be. It could be. It could be. It could be Spike. It could be uh, me and Ben Dietrich. Uh huh. Uh huh. It could be me and Dietrich. Yeah, it could be Dietrich. Um, could be Larry David. We might Frank Isola. <laughs> Isola is nowhere near the bench. We might need to do a black head coach and a Jewish assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be yeah. tight. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of let's see if we can mend the two tribes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I that's like a that. great yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um a coaching staff that looks like New York City. Yeah. Exactly. Farrakhan yeah. head coach. <laughs> uh Dominican trainer. Yeah, Dominican tra- Farrakhan head coach, maybe uh Albert Brooks assistant coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, what what how would Eric Adams do? The new mayor of New York, Ooh, Eric Adams. How would good, he do as the next coach? That's a that's a good question. You know, would he you know, sleep we in the garden? Lose a lot of games, but we would look good doing it. We yeah, lose yeah. bad games though. We lose mad games. Yeah. And then at the, in the press conference, he'd be like, "We're losing games because we're losers." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, "Yo, we win more games if yo we if we would stop taking L's and shit like that." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would claim that the players didn't have enough swagger and shit. Uh-huh. But uh, 
no, he's a psycho, but like, <laughs> but like he does look good. He does look good all the time. I mean, the pea coats are fucking fire, bro. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, <laughs> the pea coats are. I mean, the scarf and shit too. Like, yeah, the guy looks like he belongs on Mad Men. Nah, it's uh-huh. no, it's fire. And so, like, just like I think if he was a coach, like we would definitely be the best dressed team, the best looked team, and also like we would lose probably like seventy percent of the games. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd also be a very. It would, we would also play like. We would try to play like bully ball, but like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the same way, the NYPD like is not successful in any of their racist yeah. tactics. <laughs> They're like, what if we just parked like a suburban in the co- like we're bad at defending the corner threes? What if we just had a cop drive a suburban into the corner and oh, yeah. refuse to move it? You know, yeah, that's exactly how it would be. Yeah, he would he would devise a scheme for uh, some illegal shit to happen. Uh huh. And like, who's driving it? Just some guy on steroids from Long Island? Like, yeah, yeah, he, that's who it he, is. He was. I was at the MLK Day game, which I go every year. Um, oh yeah, he made that speech. He made that speech. <laughs> Motherfuckers are booing him, which like obviously, bro. Like, we obviously need to boo the mayor all the time, and so. Like, <laughs> People I was <laughs> I was at a summer league game this summer where the mayor of the mayor of Las Vegas gave a speech and they booed him. <laughs> and there is what does the no mayor one... of Las Vegas even do that. <laughs> but what was so funny is I was looking around and I was like, none of these people are Everyone. from Las Vegas. <laughs> Everyone, like this is just socialist basketball Twitter people instinctively booing any politician like they should. <laughs> Joey, Joey, you do, would you like to tell Jason your your theory about mayors? What is my oh? There's never been a good mayor. There's never been a good there. Well, you admitted it. To, no, there's never been a good human. Yeah, mayor. when you, when you name a dog a mayor, they're good. They're still good. But well, yeah. there's uh, never been a good Dinkins, mayor. So so Dinkins like genuinely when he was when when David Dinkins was the mayor of New York of New York, he genuinely was like there was something fundamentally wrong with the NYPD. Mm-hmm. Like he genuinely said that. Yeah. So I will give Dinkins some credit in that, like, he generally was out here, like, telling the truth about what... Oh, for sure. There are, uh, it's like, there are definitely, like, uh, mayors with some positive aspects, but anyone who's, like, their goal is to be mayor of anything, Mm. bad, bad person. (laughs) Yeah. They're gonna be good fictional mayors. Like, Joey, I think you carved out an exception for dumb mayor. Yeah, dumb uh, mayor was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget. Do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the mayor, the mayor is the mayor for do the right thing is is uh yeah is a is a very sweet old black man. But yeah. he's a powerless he's a powerless figurehead. Um, all right, <laughs> Jason, I yeah, want to ask you. The city council had all the power. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, couldn't stop Sal and his family from being the most racist people on earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Jason, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, well, before we get to the real thing I wanted to ask you about, but right. what, how do New Yorkers, so they're mad at the Knicks, obviously, but that's nothing new. Um, but how, where, where do the Nets stand in your average New Yorkers fan size now? Are they laughing at Kyrie and James Harden wanting oh. to leave? Are they enjoying it? Or do they still just not pay any attention? To Have the you Nets? seen the show Mad Men? Yeah, yeah. The Nets are the Don Draper, I don't think about you at all thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah. about them at all. I, I'm yeah. not gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think about them at all. Like, cause it's like 
you could they could perhaps win a title mm-hmm. and the next day after they win a title or even that same fucking night i'm gonna be looking at like draft picks for the knicks and being right. like oh plastering on, yeah plastering this on twitter <laughs> like being like oh i like this guy for the knicks in, in, in the draft and that'll get more likes than a, like oh wow the nets won a title <laughs> then, then the nets own account tweeting out the parade the video yeah. of the parade <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 the parade i mean like i don't even know where they're gonna have the parade like where are you gonna have that like, I mean, they want to say that Brooklyn's a Nets town, but, like, I, I don't know nobody who in Brooklyn who's rooting for the Nets like that. Right. Like, well, and and maybe, I was in New York right before the, the yuppies, playoffs. Maybe the oh, yeah. yuppies on dates and shit, but you yeah. feel me, all, <laughs> all my people, we're still Knicks fans. You feel me? So it's like, yeah. I was I was in New York right before the playoffs, and the Nets, the Nets were giving away, uh, like, it was like a two-for-one deal for the first weekend of the playoffs. And uh, you just had to be vaccinated, and you get two. Oh yeah, tickets. that's the, that's corny. That's not a team with like a huge <laughs> fan base. Who cares, bros? <laughs> that yeah. yeah, like that was like a team that thought they were going to win the NBA title, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't really sell out game one yeah. in uh, New York City." Yeah, not I, a lot of not I, a lot of people there. <laughs> if you go to the Garden, you can give them a fake fax and get it. I swear, to God. <laughs> like it's just like it's just like I mean that tells you two difference between two teams right there. It's like you know, <laughs> you know, if you're talking about yeah, you need to be vaccinated to to get into the to the arena and like and uh, we we need help you know selling out the, the arena. It's like that tells you all you need to know. It's like it's not really real people out here who are, no. you know. <laughs> It's, it's all the you know the yuppies who moved to to move to uh Fort Greene and, and Williamsburg, yeah, and shit like that. I thought the Nets weren't a serious team because I saw outside Barclays that one of the players pictured was Jeff Green. I'm like this, <laughs> no, come on. I mean, to be f- <laughs> to be fair, I mean, like the Knicks have had like the weirdest motherfuckers probably pictured out there. I mean, Quentin Richardson's probably been out back in 06. Uh-huh. <laughs> there. I mean, shit. Yeah, you I know, mean, classic <laughs> Nick Quentin Richardson. Everyone uh-huh. thinks of Q Rich that's as a, a Nick. But that's a classic Nick signing that did not work out at uh-huh. all. Yeah. Didn't they like, trade oh. Zach Randolph for him too? <laughs> no, we had no no no. We signed Richardson after he had that season with the Suns. The Suns. Uh-huh. The oh, Suns. oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I was like eight years old when this happened. By the way, yeah. I remember shit like this. But Richardson, Richardson had that one season where he led the league in three pointers, mm-hmm. and Nick signed him afterwards. And I swear to God, he like shot like thirty percent from three. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't have he didn't have Steve Nash and Amari throwing in the back. Oh, and, and yeah, Sean Connor Marion Mar- taking yeah. the other attention. Yeah, <laughs> so he had Stephon Marbury and Eddie Curry. It's a little bit of a difference. It's a tiny bit of a difference. Yeah, didn't he also have Joe Johnson there? So it was like, yeah, Quentin Richardson was a little bit open that year. Yeah, he was like a little bit open, it, and then it, he was like, <laughs> not open at all. It and the team out, played at an incredibly fast pace. Yeah, it turned out like uh, the the. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna th- I was gonna make a Jonathan Bender joke. Those oh. two games Jonathan Bender had that year were amazing. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> where they played him at point guard for some reason on his surgically repaired knees. All right. Um. Uh. I think it's time to get to the the real question, right? This is the the meat, yeah. Jason, yeah. I would like you to tell our listeners who your personal Mount Rushmore of HBO white women is and why. Wow. Okay. 
Okay, let's do this. And just remember, Amy Klobuchar does not count. She's not on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> She's been on Real Time with Bill It wasn't, time out. It wasn't Amy who I was talking about. It was her daughter. It was her daughter. I it was her. Daughter. <laughs> it was Miss Abigail Klobuchar that I was talking about. <laughs> Forget <laughs> after I tweeted that, and the homie who works for Vice, um, Trey Smith, was like, "Yo, you're flying way too close to the subway." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "And I was like, yo, that's definitely back. Maybe I should. Like, I don't want the secret service just to pull up on me and be like, what are you uh-huh. Because <laughs> it was like it was like Kubitschak's daughter, and it was like an eye emoji." <laughs> The eye of both, not like the two eyes, like the right. third eye. The, the third eye, yeah, yeah. The the, the Phil third. Jackson one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's like a little problematic because it's just like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what are you even saying? Um, so yeah, it was it was Miss Ab- Abigail, the daughter. Um, okay, let me see, let me see. You know, I. It's early. It's only been three seasons of this show, but number one has to be Miss Siobhan Roy. Mm-hmm. I oh. knew she was gonna make it. I knew no, it. <laughs> it just has to be. It's just. It's crazy because like Shiv, like I'll text the homies in my group chat with with, uh, with with my guys from high school and shit, and I'll t- I'll text like I'll just put up a random like photo of like Shiv. Uh, <laughs> Shiv's booty and shit. Uh-huh. Things would be like, yeah, let's get it. It'd be like mm-hmm. that. It gets a rise out of all of us and shit. I feel know? like if you know, you know with Shiv. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's also crazy. Like she's gotten like thicker throughout the seasons. It's like season one, she was like, she was like not that. She was like hot, but only just because there was like she was like the only woman on the show. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Her <laughs> Rava, like her was like, which but I, I won't say anything about Rava because I actually I've met Natalie Gold in real life. She's a wonderful woman yeah. um very nice yeah very kind individual so i will not talk about her in a in that fashion but um <laughs> but siobhan i've never met so we will talk about her in that fashion yeah. uh, <laughs> shiv like in season one is like hot but like not that hot and then mm-hmm. season two oh wow shiv is kind of hot and then season three like i mean that i mean even season three, she straight up just has a fatty. Like they're, dre- they're, dre- they're also like really dressing for well, it. She can't season dress three shit. I think that shit is on purpose though. Like Siobhan yeah. can't dress at all. I think mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with I have a conversation. I had a conversation with a homie in media, and she was also saying, like, yeah, I don't think Shiv can dress. And it's like, yeah, Shiv can't really dress. The hats are fucking bad too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fashion over shit. Like, I don't think really Shiv can really dress, but like in but for all intents and purposes, like, I mean. The what the dress she's wearing in the last episode, it, it it's like it just the curves are it's perfect. I mean the curves are perfect. There's also one scene. Don't ask me why I remember this. There's I mean obviously we know why. There's also <laughs> one where at our in the our Jesse's episode in season two where they show her like walking on the grass and like mm-hmm. a strike. Uh, pinch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Strictly for just the ass shot. I mean strictly just for the <laughs> strictly. Yeah, I mean, Shiv, Shiv's got to be number one, and yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the way, uh, yeah, I mean, the way she speaks to Wamscans is also just like, I mean, I respect Wamscans for the movie made. I also think like low key, like bro, you should be happy with what you what you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish she would speak to me that way. Fuck. <laughs> like, All right, Jason, who's number two? All right, number two. 
Number two. Number two. <laughs> April from Eastbound and Down. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> April, April is bad. April might be one, bro. I'm not gonna lie. April might be. We might have to change that. We'll see. Well, I, I'll I'll finish it. And maybe we might. April from Eastbound and Down. This might not be even be in order. April from Eastbound and Down is. Whew, you understand why you understand simultaneously why Kenny Powers is always rejecting her because it's like she's too bad and Kenny's always <laughs> thinking. By the way, Eastbound and Down is one of my favorite comedies. If, if uh, anyone hasn't seen it, one of the greatest comedies of the 21st century. If East, if 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 Kenny is constant, if Kenny's like constantly thinking about her, Kenny cannot like be a great pitcher again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of like what I used to say about Tibbs, where it's like, oh, Tibbs has no bitches, which is a really good thing. But like, <laughs> but like, but like, and it's it's kind of like what it's supposed to be for like Kenny. It's like Kenny cannot have April because like he needs to be a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. That's how uh-huh. bad April is. Like April is oof, April's mm, <laughs> all right. Who's yeah. number three, Jason? You got two more spots. The southern accent on April is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. Number three. This might be a little controversial. Okay. You know how I was always really into that I think people forget? Because The Wire is such a, like, The Wire is such, like, a serious-ass show. I mean, The Wire is really funny. That's one thing about yeah, The yeah. Wire. Yeah. The Wire is, like, really, really funny. Like, it invented a lot of cop jargon, and, like, The Wire is really funny. But um, or not invented, but perfected it. Um, but Rhonda Perman from The Wire. I always thought Rhonda was kind of a baddie. Rhonda's the, <laughs> Rhonda plays. Rhonda plays the DA. Yeah, uh, she's oh, yeah, dating. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dates, she's dating McNulty the first two seasons. Yeah, McNulty's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. McNulty's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> and then she dates Daniels, uh, Lieutenant Daniels, mm-hmm. uh, 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 in season four and five. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Ron, I always thought Rhonda was bad. Yeah, I always mm-hmm. thought Rhonda. I always this, thought Rhonda. Was bad. <laughs> you know what's funny about that pick, Jason, is you've been <laughs> tweeting a lot about Miranda from Sex in the City, and she's oh, that- like, she's like the Wire Miranda. He is like uh, the Wire Miranda. You know what? Let me. <laughs> I just forgot about my girls in Sex in the City. So here's the thing. About, here's the problem with picking one girl from Sex in the City. They're all really bad. I mm-hmm. realize that charlotte is also charlotte's problem on uh, by the way for the listeners out there i have been watching sex in the city um just like that yeah all Mm -hmm. the way through for the first time and so obviously oh oh oh, okay yeah yeah for the first time all the way through i've been watching for the first time um i've seen some episodes here and there but i've never seen it all the way through from jump just from front to back Mm -hmm. so all four women are sexy Seriously, all four women are sex. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it's in the title of the show. I mean, all four women yeah. are sex. <laughs> Charlotte, like the attitude, sometimes she's really a conservative woman, and like I, I mm-hmm. you know, I've listen, I've dated my fair share of red flags. I'm I've read trying. your tweets. I've read your yeah, tweets. I'm, I'm, <laughs> trying to roll like Dawn knows. I'm not, to, <laughs> I'm not trying to roll like that no more. Uh-huh. And so, and so, like. She is a conservative woman, but she is kind of a baddie. Like Charlotte is like Charlotte. I mean, such a beautiful face too. Like Charlotte's kind of a baddie. Samantha is like, I mean, Samantha would ruin my fucking life. Honestly, she really would ruin my life. I would be concerned about like my mental health after fucking with Samantha. She might fuck my shit up. Seriously, I'm on. <laughs> well, she might actually fuck my shit up, ruin my career. <laughs> I would have the yips about writing after fucking. <laughs> she would have gonna give me the yips or whatever. 
Carrie, like, she's just really annoying. But, like, I mean, there's outfits that Carrie has. Which, like, the first couple of seasons, Sarah Jessica Parker is a baddie. The first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Miranda, to me, like, baddie. Miranda's always been a baddie. Like, so is Miranda, Miranda getting four? Who's getting the four spot? Oh no, we're gonna, we're saving. You, you'll you'll you, you you'll know who's getting the four spot. <laughs> so we're gonna we're we're gonna throw out Rhonda. I forgot. We're gonna throw out Rhonda and mm-hmm. we're gonna put Miranda okay. in there. Great. Okay, I All like right. it. I like it. All right, this is it. You got one last spot. So you got to talk about the show, girls. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I'm gonna go with Shoshana from Girls. That is an upset, Jason. That I was <laughs> I was not expecting that, but keep going. I mean, I mean, see, see, listen, listen. Uh, we all know that um, I, in the past, you know, controversially, <laughs> I find Lena Dunham to be attractive. I didn't. You're see- unlike Odell Beckham in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where she gets herself in trouble, though, because Odo Beckham probably wasn't thinking a goddamn thing about her. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously not. He doesn't know who the fuck she is. <laughs> but, like, but it's, like, typical white woman is, like, she, like, you know, just th- thinks everyone's against her and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I remember I tweeted, like, you know, she looks odd in this pic. And people were, like, mad tight about it. It's like, <laughs> all right. like, all right, look, I didn't say that, like, she was, like, the baddest woman on earth. I just said, like, yo, you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't get after that a little bit? I would. I mean, shit. So, but, like, I don't think she's, like, badder. I don't think she's, like, I don't think her character hand. I think her character hand is bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would definitely get after it. That's a Brooklyn, that's a Brooklyn woman right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I probably, I mean, I'm fucking with a woman like that right now. You know what I mean? So there's a level of just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, we are running out of time on our Zoom meeting. There's a level just like that. Yeah. But, like, Shoshana, Petite Woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. We love, we like that. So we're gonna put. So what did I say? We're gonna put Shiv, Shiv, April from Eastbound and Down, Miranda, Miranda Shoshana, from Girls. I go. love it, Jason. Jason, thank you so much for coming. Thanks, on. Jason. We would love. This is we've great. been wanting to have you on for a long. Yeah, time. Yeah, come back again really soon. Yeah, yeah anytime after they fire oh. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you to Jason. Please follow him at Jason Buford on Twitter. That's Jason with a Y. Um, and, uh, subscribe to his music Patreon. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I really have enjoyed reading Jason's, uh, Rolling Stone pieces. I have not dived as deep into his pitchfork pieces, but, uh, yeah, just, it's just great. Jason's great. Follow Jason. Yeah. Um, Sean, that's our show. That's our show. Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah, if you're in the Bay Area, I will be uh, doing half an hour up front at Cobb's Comedy Club from uh, February 10th through the 12th. That's five shows. Uh, I'm doing like half an hour. And then uh, Canadian YouTube star uh, (laughs) uh, Noel Miller will be will be closing things out. So it's just it's a two man. It's a two hander. Joey at Cobbs, but uh, mm-hmm. you want to see me do a half hour? Uh, you got five shots at that baby. Oh, and uh, then read me on Golden Cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely read Sean on Golden State of Mind. Um, <clears throat> as for me, you can always follow. Oh, I think I'm gonna be on Fight Island this week. Oh hell yeah! Do you know um, what? Do you know who's fighting? No, I don't know. Okay, uh, but it's a. Uh, 
our friend Sam, our friends Sam Wiles and Jordan Dahl's podcast about a fictional island where people fight. Yeah, um, I think I'm supposed to be on it. If not, it might be yeah. next week. Either way, just listen to Fight Island. It's really it's Man, a really good podcast. Love the, those are two uh, yeah. real we funny love, good we, dudes. We stand Sam and Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, uh, but other than that, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter. Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where. On 5-26-15, I tweeted, Think I broke my knee trying to get on my motorcycle. Tried to whip my leg over real quick and need the luggage rack so hard I threw up. Sean. God, that's... I think that's might be the best. No, that's the second best one. Uh, Sean. Uh, we gave you a day off today. Yeah. Uh, no song this week. Because we want to play Jason's crazy Tom Thibodeau diss track in yeah. its entirety that's playing under us. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Um, stop means testing the NBA. <laughs> you just, just, yeah. And Adele, get your shit together, dude. <laughs> you got to say goodbye to that guy. Fuck tips. I know you're not my coach, nigga. I know you're not finna be my coach, nigga. I know. You're fucking up my team, nigga. You're fucking the whole season up, nigga. I must apologize to Tim Bulls fans. I thought they was being depressed and downtrodden and soft. But they was right. Coach Tibbs is whack. Trash. Doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't even out minutes well. He doesn't enter substitutions well. Thinks this is hockey. She's putting another five G's niggas in here. Mix and match a little bit, bro. What are you doing? You gotta get Grimes in there playing with the best players. What's wrong with you? You gotta get Obi in there with, at the five. At the end of the game. Put Randall and Obi together to see what happens. Maybe rather might play better, nigga. What's wrong with you? I used to say that I was happy that Tim's got no bitches. Because he folks on the Knicks. That's good. I do two pieces a week. I could do four if I wasn't always trying to get after it. I'm not focused. It's crazy. How Tim's supposed to be nice with no bitches? You're supposed to be focused. If this is how you coach with no bitches, I think I would just prefer you to go out and try to get girls. If this is how you are with no hoes, what are you when you're trying to get after it? This is scary, bro. Now I think I actually might want him to get bitches. Go out. Do your thing because this shit not working, bro. I thought you was watching game tape. Were you like... When Burks plays point and starts at point, Tibbs plays him like 38 minutes a game. When he is the bench player, Tibbs plays him like 24 minutes a game. It is, you know, 20 to 24 is what you should be playing Burks at. Instead, now that Burks is starting, suddenly he's playing most of the minutes. It doesn't make any sense. What are you doing, bro? 
Quickly's gotta be in there at the once. It's gotta be in there at the one. They play better when Quickly's there. Sometimes Quick doesn't shoot that well. Okay. But still, gotta get after it. Doesn't know what he's doing. Fucking up my team. We're not a title contender, obviously. But we could be a little better. We would look a little better out there if we had a coach who had his head on the swivel. Instead, he's thinking about God knows what. I know he's not thinking about bitches. So what you thinking about out there? What you doing? And you made me fuck up my fucking headphones too, nigga. It's your fault. Goddamn Tom Thibodeau, man. Seriously, I think he should go out and try to get girls now. Go out and try to get some ladies. If you can't do this shit, if you can't hack it with not getting any bitches, how you finna hack it? <laughs> when you are getting girls, I'm scared. Maybe you'll get fired after you get a girl. We need we uh, it just it, it, it's I you know I, I just I, I'm beside myself. I you know I, you know I defended that man last year from Midwesterners and uh, Californians. That we're talking about, oh, he's too rough on the players. Oh no. I defended him from that. This year. Oh, let's go with this guy. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.